you've got to be in a hurry to get stuff done because the world is moving so fast. The business model you want to get into or maybe doing now might be out of date in five years' time. Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Weber and Jacob Ingamgore. Here we are then. So we're back with the Freedom Lifestyle podcast and I have got a special guest on today. I've got no uh, no Jacob Ingham Gore with me today. However, we are, I'm very honoured to have, I, I, it's quite a mad name to pronounce, but we've got Mr. Staz. Um, I've met him actually three times this year. So just to give you guys a bit of context, I've been to um, two business events by Expert Empires, which was in London, uh, run by Nick James and Matt Alwell, amazing event. And recently, um, start of December, I went to um, EMC, which was also in London. And this man just kept on appearing at every single event. And we just connected through that, really, connected on social media. And I can tell he's on a mission. He knows that I'm on a mission. So we've connected through that. So I'm very grateful for you hopping on right now, right here, right now. But I'm going to flip it over to you, Staz. And Rewind back to like when your like business journey started, your entrepreneurial journey started, and then fast forward to to where you are now, mate. Yeah. Um, firstly, thanks for having me on. We I do keep popping up. I'm the guy that every time you come to London, I'm just there, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I think really kind of what I do really fits well with even the name of your podcast, the Freedom Lifestyle. Um, I'm all about helping people create financial independence. Because when you achieve financial independence, it gives you that financial freedom. It can give you that location freedom and that time freedom. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm just a, a regular guy. I used to work in a car park uh, near Heathrow Airport called Purple Parking. Um, and I've always kind of dabbled in this digital world. I've always been obsessed with this digital world. Like, how do people make money online? How do people make money from a laptop? Like, what is it they're doing that I'm not doing? Uh, but it was only really when I got made redundant um, with a three-month-old baby and a wife and like living in London, all the expenses that come with it, I really had to turn it up a notch. And that's when I kind of went all guns blazing because it was really a choice between getting another job, which all the jobs paid a lot less than what my salary was at the time, or make this digital marketing thing work. And, and that's kind of the path I went down. And uh, yeah, it's gone really well, to, to say the least. So obviously, like you, you said, you got made redundant in, in 20, 2017. So let's let's rewind to that. So obviously, prior to this podcast, you mentioned to me that you were on a 50 grand salary, and then that completely got wiped. Um, and you like you said, you had a, you had a three month year old baby, like, what what happened? How did you feel? And how did you overcome that, that, that huge huge problem um at such a such a um, unfortunate time yeah so um i'm one of these people that first so rewind the clock back i my passion my true like passion is ice hockey i've always wanted to be a professional ice hockey player and i pursued that from like the 12 age of 12 till like maybe 20 something like that um you know and and that was my passion so i didn't go to college i didn't go to university obviously i never became a professional hockey player that was because my dad when i came back from canada one 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 uh spring break he gave me rich dad poor dad to read he said oh, i think you should read this book and it just ruined my my hockey career because i did not want to play anymore professionally i just played for fun um and i've always wanted to be like you know an entrepreneur and have my own business um but obviously you know i was young i failed 
Um, so I went and got a job. And, you know, I, I've always been taught, probably like most people, look, just get your head down, work hard, go above and beyond, uh, and you'll kind of work your way up the, ra- the ranks. So I started on minimum wage. I was in the call center uh, working as a casual employee. Uh, I think it was like £7.20 an hour the wage was at the time. Um, and I literally did every job in the company until eventually I got promoted to an operations manager and then a general manager where my salary reached uh, 50000 a year. And I got a few other benefits like uh, car insurance, uh, you know, phone, phone, um, phone bill paid for, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And, um, you know. I, I kind of, you know, you know what it's like. If anyone's employed, there's always talks of redundancies. Like every year, I'm sure everybody hears that, oh, there's going to be redundancies. There's a wave of redundancies. But it never really happens. So you kind of you kind of disregard it. You kind of think, ah, oh, yeah, you know, it will never happen to me. And then mm. one morning I walk in and it was like first shift, first, first, first thing. And my director said, can I have a word? And I like, you, you know, like, you know, when he says that, you know, first thing in the morning, this is not going to be good news. And I kind of had an inkling, wow, is this really it? And yet it was really it. So, um, you know, although I kind of, you know, it was always circulating, I never think thought it would have ever happened to me. And um, that's what really gave me the kick up the backside to, to, to do something, you know, different in my life and take a different path. Well, and at the end of the day, you've, you know, you've turned a huge negative into a massive positive because it's changed the direction of your life. But also as well, like, Obviously, I've only ever really done like commission based jobs. I was commission based jobs in Mallorca selling boat parties, pool parties, bar crawls. I was a high ticket sales in the solar industry where the average commission was over a grand, but I didn't have a basic salary at all. So I've always been used to living off that commission. And I hear a lot of people say like, I could never do sales because I couldn't live off a commission. However, what you've just said then in terms of you were made redundant and what we've all gone through during this lockdown where job security is just because you've got a, a salary, that, that you're on a commission because at the end of the day, if they need to get rid of people, they are going to look at in their company, who's earning me the most money, who's the most value to our company. And if you're not in that in that top tier, then they can easily get rid of you. So even though you're on a salary, you still treat it like a commission. And it's that mindset of a change of mindset from an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. So obviously that all happened. And then, you know, you had your three month year old baby. Then what happened next, uh, Staz? And obviously what's led you on to, to where you are now? So what happened next was I got really scared. Um, I panicked. I, you know, thought, wow, OK, like, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Like, I was genuinely scared. Like imagine having a three month old baby a wife who's on maternity leave um, and all the living expenses that London has to to go with it. It's a scary kind of place. But what I realized in that moment was I'd been financially dependent on that company for the last seven years because I was there for about seven years. Um, You know, so I realized that I needed to, if I never wanted to put myself in that situation again, I needed to do something differently. I needed to become independent and not rely on a on a paycheck at the end of the month or or whatever it is. Um, you made a great point there about you know commission based jobs and all the rest of it because the truth is everyone is 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 on a commission based job because the product that they're selling is their time and you just get a commission yeah. for that time. So the truth is, and and when you you know have your own businesses like I have three companies right now. You only realize how fragile things are because the, the, the company you work for, somebody owns that company. And if things go south, 
There's nothing that, it doesn't matter how loyal you are, how long you've been there. It's a pure business decision. Um, you know, and, and literally, so like at, at the car park that I used to work at, things got so bad at one point where they had to pay. We had agency staff and we had purple parking employed staff and we got paid, but the agency staff didn't get paid for like a month because there was a huge cash flow issue. So yeah, um, you know, you, you got to create your own security. You've got to create your own stability rather than leaving it in the hands of someone else thinking that you have this stability and security in the form of an employment contract, which as you know, and I know, doesn't really mean anything. So, so what happened next was obviously I got scared. I, you know, and you know, I, I always say, look, obviously there's a mindset shift. It's like, right. Henry Ford says, whether you think you can or you can't. Okay. That's true. What I say is I've got a little addition to that is when you have no choice, you will. Yeah. Like it wasn't a matter of, can I make this work? It was a, look, Stas says, when you have no choice, you will. And that's the truth. The truth is many people are so in their comfort zones. And unless mm. something drastic happens to their lives, like losing their jobs or, you know, a health scare or losing a loved one, that's until something like that happens, they're usually not triggered to get out of that comfort zone. And it's a shame because it's a, it's, it's a human trait, right? Um, and then, you know, so obviously I knew like, right, there's no, there's no alternative. Like I have to make this work. There's no plan B. There's no backup plan. There's nothing. Um, so then I started getting involved in digital marketing. So I was like, okay, I attended a, a marketing seminar a couple of years ago and I, and I had some like super, super basic knowledge about how to build a website, um, and how to do very basic social media posting. So what did I do? I said, right, I'm going to set up uh, as a consultant. I'm going to start offering my services to local businesses. Uh, I went to every single networking event. I gave out a million business cards because that's all the stuff they tell you to do. I did all the breakfast meetings, did all the BNIs and all the rest of it. Eventually started to land some clients that were paying me a few hundred a month and then kind of got my way up to about maybe two grand a month or maybe a little bit more, which was just enough to cover the bills, like just enough. Um, and then, you know, you know, I, 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 I would, but the problem with that was I was always working. I remember I went through a period where I was working for 21 straight days wow. because it's like, look, as much as I want to see my baby, I don't want to see my wife. I look, you have to. I know that it's like, look, it, exactly. There's no choice. Um, so yeah, so I started doing that. Um, and then obviously I did that for, 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 for the first year. Then, you know, obviously I got busier and busier. So I had to kind of scale up into an agency model, have some freelancers working for me around the world, some in the UK. Um, you know, then I had to get a VA um, and, and as well. And then what really flipped it around for me was um i remember it was my daughter's i think it was her second birthday and we was out on a farm because she's born in july so it was a nice hot summer's day and i don't know about you but in those days when i was like the the agency owner i always felt that i had to be on call 24 7 so i always had my laptop with me and what really drew the line for me was when i was it was my daughter's second birthday we was on a farm having you know seeing the animals and stuff like that and this client just kept ringing me and ringing me and ringing me and that's when I thought, look, something's got to change. Like, look, yes, you know, I make I make enough money for to pay the bills and have a very, very mediocre lifestyle. But this isn't what life's about because all I've done was I had a steady job and I've just bought myself another job. Um, so I had to change. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. And I'll tell you about my big turning point as to what I do now um, shortly. I'm sure. 
powerful though. Like what, what you mentioned as well in terms of if you're in that position where you have to, then you will. So in terms of like giving some advice for like a lot of our listeners for Freedom Lifestyle listeners are in like the age bracket around in, in their 20s. So if you know, for some advice for someone listening to this in their 20s, if you could rewind back to being, you know, in your job, like rewind back to when you were on that 50 grand salary, what you know now, what would you have done differently being in that position? Yeah, um, act like um, this is what I would do. You need to act like you have no time. You need to be in a hurry. Like this is the thing. Like when you're in your twenties, you got all the time in the world. When you're in your thirties, which is what I am in now, like you know, early thirties, it's like oh, you got a little bit less time. When you're in your forties, time goes by. So what I would the biggest thing that I would say is like the most successful people, high performers, high achievers they are always in a hurry. They're in a hurry to get things done. Don't be patient. Don't let people say to you, oh, you've got to do this for so many years before you get good. No, listen, you know, you can can make it as fast or as slow as you want to. So what I would say, just because you're young, just because you're in your 20s, listen, you can be retired by the time you're in your 30s. You could be so far ahead of your peers and everyone else by the time you hit your 30s, like it's not even close. So the biggest thing I would say is, Use your free time wisely. Um, you know, use it very wisely because now I often say to myself, What did I do with my time before I had kids? I got two kids, right? So when I say I'm busy, I really am busy. Like, and when you know, entrepreneurs or people come to me and they're like, Oh, you know, I'm really struggling here, and I find out that it's just them, or maybe them and a partner, they have no children, no, no family to take care of. I'm like, Dude, or do that. It's like, if you can't do it now, it's only going to get harder. So you better fix up and you got to manage time um, because time is really the only asset. So yeah, just, just be hungry uh, and, and, and don't wait. Like you gotta, you gotta be in a hurry to get stuff done because the world is moving so fast. The business model you want to get into, or maybe doing now might be out of date in five years time and three years time. And then you're going to have to retrain and reskill in something else. So yeah. Don't don't wait. Just 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 get on it. I love that. And something I always say, like money follows speed. Um, it's it's attack attacking every single day. Like I've this year, obviously, well, we're filming this now in, in December. I feel like I've been living in this year for like 10 years. And I think it's the, the way I approach every day is I'm attacking it. I'm turning each day into different chapters. So at the whole this whole year has felt like a million chapters. And that's why it's felt so long. But I've, I've got so much shit done in that time. So if you're listening to this, like that advice then from Staz, like if you're in a job now and you're comfortable, like amazing. But say if you're in a nine to five, like what are you doing between five and 10? And even, you know, you might have kids or you might have other commitments. Even if you can just commit to one hour or two hours every single night while you're in your job, because what happens is like, what, what will happen? Like, imagine you get made redundant and you get in a position like Stars, and you've got no other chance. Prepare for that now. So if you do get made redundant, it doesn't matter because you've already got an income there. And the problem is, I don't know, like rewind back to your story stars, but when you were in that position of being with three months, did you go into like a scarcity mindset? Oh, listen, massively. Like I was, I would not spend money on anything. Like if it was 20 pence extra for cream on your latte, oh, forget the latte. I wasn't even buying lattes. Like I would eat at home. I wouldn't get, I'd drink tap water everywhere. Like if we ever went to a restaurant, I'm having tap water because it's free. Like I really yeah. went into that massive, massive scarcity mindset. And um, one other thing I'd add, I'd add to what you said, made a very good point there about this year being like, you know, the equivalent of 10. 
I, I once heard this um, the speaker say, look, you can split your, you can have three days in one. And he said, this is how you do it. Was Day it number Myler? one starts from 6 a.m. Was it Ed Myler? One. Yeah, I, it was. It was. I love that. You know, he says, look, your day, day one is from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Day number two is from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. And day number three is from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. So listen, utilize that time. And, and, and another thing is like, like I, I'm a big fan of building habits. See, a lot of people, they, they, they get really excited about starting a business or, 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 you know, working on their body or working on a relationship, whatever. And they spend two hours at the gym and then they don't go for a week. I'm, I'm a big fan of doing like small habits. So start 15 minutes a day and do it every single day. Once you've done that for a week, double it to 30 minutes. And then after week two, double it again. So by week three, you're consistently spending an hour every day. Whereas most people, they'll spend an hour or two or three on the first day or second day, and then they won't do anything for a week. And then they struggle with that consistency. Yeah, so that's, that's a, a, huge. Building the right habits is also powerful and then that leads on to a positive compound effect like to what you just mentioned then of like people going to the gym and training for two hours and then not being consistent with it I've actually found for me I train six days a week and I train 30 minutes every single day and I I use a stopwatch and guys if you're listening to this now using stopwatches for any tasks you do if you're at the gym like any task you do as soon as you get that stopwatch out it is crazy what you can get done in 30 minutes like a 30-minute workout, I get more done in that time than what people will do in two hours because they sit around on their phones or talking to everyone in the gym. But if you go in there with an intention that I'm going to get this workout done in 30 minutes, honestly, you'll be so surprised of how much you can get done. And then that then leads on to, like you mentioned, being consistent, which then leads to the compound effect taking place. And then honestly, fast forward a year, you're like, fuck me, I can't believe how far I've come. Right. And and, and another thing. So today I've done 60 press-ups, 60 sit-ups, and 60 squats. And I didn't do it all in one go because, look, there's another little tip. Every hour, I have an alarm that goes off. And that alarm is basically designed to put me in, like, goals. Am I moving closer towards my goals, number one? And number two, right, drop down, do 10. Do 10, 10, 10, 10. And I do that every single day. So it gets the blood flow going. It builds great habits. So just little things like that. Like, it's so simple. Most people won't even think about doing it, but trust me, it's the simple things that make the biggest differences. I like that. And it's, it's a bit of, it's a, it's a reminder every hour of like, cause it's so easy sometimes to let an hour go by and you're procrastinating, but that alarm will be like, shit, I, I'm procrastinating here. Let's, let's do something. Let's change my energy. Um, that's powerful. Where did you hear that from Staz? Or is that, is that, was that you? Ah, uh, secrets of the trade, mate. Secrets <laughs> of the trade. No, I, love I, it, I, love I, it. I can't remember. I mean, you consume a lot of stuff. And, and, and I, I remember the guy said, look, you start off with having an alarm because you're not used to this. But then after a few months, you just have a mental alarm. It's like, boom, yeah. right, drop down, do the press. Am I, you know, am I doing something productive? Like snap out of the, 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 the kind of, you know, the, the, the wonder, the, if you wonder or drift in, you know, so easy to let an hour go by. So, yeah. I love that. Like that's like on this, I've, I've interviewed some amazing guests on this podcast, but that's actually something that I want to implement like right now, like right, well, I'm going to do it tomorrow Um, start doing that alarm thing and, and just see the effects work. That's, that seems powerful. So obviously fast forward to now, you've got three companies, you've got six figure companies, like let's talk more. So 
out of your three companies, which one is like your most successful? And let's go, let's go a bit deeper on, on, on your company, Staz. Sure. So um, the most successful company is the e-learning company. So the online coaching, online education, um, that is the kind of the, the biggest revenue business. Um, so we've done probably close to over 3 million now in sales for that company. Uh, we did a million in 11 months this year. Um, we got the ClickFunnels Award, which you can't see, but it's behind the, the me two, there as well. The two-comma award, uh, yeah. My other company is the property. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I got that this year. Um, we've also I also have a property investment company. So I have four investment properties um, as well. Um, and then the third company it was like my agency when I set up. So that's kind of at the minute I use that for you know any kind of done for you agency work because occasionally we do offer. We're very selective with who we work with in terms of the agency stuff. Um, yeah, so they're the, they're, they're the three companies. Oh, I love that. And in, in terms of like, in terms of your e- e-learning then, so like, you know, if someone's, if someone's starting this, like listening to this now, they're on the start of their entrepreneurial journey, like what are like three huge, huge tips that you can give someone that is on the fence of starting a business or they've just started and they're, they're getting like, they're getting rejection and they're struggling. Like what free tips can you give them stats? Obviously you've got very successful businesses. Um, yeah. So the first thing, the number one tip that I would give you is business is not hard. Business is just knowing human psychology and understanding human psychology more than anything. Um, so what do I mean by that is you need to understand what your customer wants. You see many times people go into business and they'll offer a service or they'll offer a product or, you know, this, that, and the other, and they'll focus so heavily on, on, on the processes and, and, and everything else. Like, but the truth is, your client, your customer, all they care about is that end result. So I often say, sell the six-pack, not the sit-ups. And so many people are selling the sit-ups and mm. all the, the processes that go into it, but not the end result you know, of, 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 of what your product delivers, of what your, your service delivers. Um, because you know, if you can, if you understand human psychology, you will understand how to attract customers into, into your business. So number one, attract, uh, understand human psychology. Marketing is like dating. Um, you know, nobody gets married on a first date. So the, f- the point of date number one is to get to know each other and maybe have date number two and then date yeah. number three and so on and so forth. Business is the same. Business is very, you know, relationship based. Um, and if you can't build a relationship, then study human psychology, understand, listen to people, you know, like listen to their pain points, listen to their problems. What are they really, you know, what are they really struggling with? Because look, the truth is everybody just wants to be happy. People just want to be free. They want to be happy. They don't necessarily want to be, you know, uh, doing what they're doing, but it's just a process to get them to that final destination. So number one, study human psychology. Number two is you need to figure out to detach your income generation from your time as soon as possible, like as soon as possible. And the fastest way to do that is via e-learning, via taking your knowledge, packaging that up in a product or maybe a service that you kind of co-fulfill with, with an outsourcer, with a freelancer, with maybe your team and sell that because that will allow you to scale much faster. Because if you run a service-based business and you've got 100 new clients, well, you're going to have huge operational issues. You're going to have operational drag. You're going to have fulfillment you know, issues. You're going to have a massive 
time to deliver that service. Whereas if we get 100 clients next month, the systems we have in place, the, the structure and the team, we can take 100 clients, 1,000 clients, or one client because our, our systems are not attached to time. So that's the second thing is uh, detach your income generation from your time because many people think that, you know, that, that, that your customers want your time. And the truth is they don't want your time. You don't want my time. You just want the result that Results. I can help you achieve. Exactly. So yeah. focus on, 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 on the result. I call it an MER, which is a measurable end result. It must be measurable, something that you can measure. Um, and the third thing that I would say, you know, in terms of, you know, being an entrepreneur and, 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 and all the rest of it, you've got to learn sales and communication. Like, 100%. you've got to learn how to sell. Um, and, and, and many people don't like the word selling or sales because they don't understand what it is. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, selling is, I believe, one of the most important, if not the most important skill as a business owner and entrepreneur. And the truth is, we're always selling. We're always, always, always selling. And the, the funny thing is, I, write, I wrote about this in my book, is that everyone has been in sales since the day they left formal education. They just don't understand what the product they've been selling. And the product they've been selling is their time. They've been selling their time to the highest bidder. Um, so now get better at selling yourself, selling your services, selling your product. Um, you know, find if people are not buying from you, figure out what those objections are, work them into your content, work them into your presentations, into your slides, into your emails, you know, all of that stuff. And you'll see how, you know, you, you slowly start to get better and better, but also it's like one of these things you can't learn to swim without getting wet. You ain't going to learn to sell without trying to sell. Got to go all in. Got to go all in. I love that as well. And, um, what you mentioned in terms of how important it is to sell and it's got uh, such a bad connotation it's just because of like f you know in movies and tv shows like sleazy salesmen obviously you know there are sleazy salesmen out there but ultimately it's if you if you're amazing whatever you're amazing at if you can't i say it all the time if you can't sell what you're amazing at you're not unfortunately you're not going to make any money in what you're amazing at so you're actually doing yourself an injustice by not learning how to sell and unfortunately the school systems wasn't set up for us to become entrepreneurs, business owners, they want us to become employees. So funnily enough, they don't teach you how to sell at school. And that is the exact reason why learning how to sell is hands down one of the most high valued skill that you can possibly learn. But then three points, guys, go rewind and, and listen to that some amazing, amazing value. But you mentioned as well, Staz, you've got a book, obviously, I've actually got your book as well. Um, where can people find your book? And also where can people find uh, yourself as well? Yeah, sure. So um, the book is, here it is. So it's called Knowledge Worth Millions, um, How Everyday People Are Becoming E-Learning Millionaires. Uh, you can get the book at going to knowledgeworthmillions.com. Uh, it's a free book. Um, all you do is just pay for shipping and we ship it out to you. Uh, and also you can you know follow me on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, and I'm sure you can get resourceful and find the links and because I'll have links in my bios and everything where you can get the book as well. Amazing, amazing. I'll put the I'll put the links to your uh, social medias in the description. And I'll also put the link to your free book as well. So go give that well, go get it guys, you know, it's a couple of quid for for shipping and knowledge worth millions. So and I've got one final question before you stars very grateful for you hopping on today. But the final question, obviously, we spoke about freedom earlier, uh, obviously links well with what you're doing. But obviously, the podcast is called freedom lifestyle. What does freedom lifestyle mean to you stars? Freedom lifestyle means to me that I have complete financial location and time freedom. 
Um, I believe that there is no freedom without financial freedom. And when you have financial freedom, then you go to work on your location and then time freedom. Um, and once you have those three things, you live the freedom lifestyle way, baby. There we are. There we are. Guys, hope you enjoyed that. I fucking loved it myself. Adios. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. Myself and Jacob, we have something very, very special for you. If you're an entrepreneurial lad that wants to escape the rat race without doing it alone, without feeling overwhelmed and without burning out, then come and join the Freedom Lifestyle University. Join a community full of young entrepreneurs, all escaping the rat race in all different industries. You're also going to get live weekly calls from myself and Jacob. We've invested over £60,000 into our business education and we're sharing that with you for less than a few pints a week. You're also going to have guest speakers who are six, seven and even eight figures and you're going to have daily and weekly challenges to get you to take action now to help you create your freedom lifestyle with the help of accountability. We can't wait to welcome you to the family. If you scroll down now, click the link to the Freedom Lifestyle membership. It's a cancel any time, bit like Netflix. However, we're confident you're going to stay. We can't wait to see you in there.